You are listening to episode number 51 of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. It's that time of year. The weather is getting colder, which where I live means it's finally dropping below 60 degrees so we can put on a sweater and not sweat our way through the day. The twinkle lights are glittering on nearly every street in my neighborhood and in my house in particular, the sign, or should I say smell, scent of the holidays, if you will, is the return of homemade Chex Mix being roasted in my oven on an almost weekly basis because we consume it by the handful all holiday season. If you're like me, you most likely also have a countdown on your whiteboard to your mid-year break between semesters, and only one thing is really standing in your way, and that's midterm exams. If your midterms are before break, you're just doing your best to muster up enough energy to review the content with your students before administering them. If your midterm exams are after break, you might just be planning on using the last few days of your time off to write your questions up. But what if you consider doing something new for your midterm this year? Today, I'm sharing my five favorite alternatives to traditional midterm exams and why you may want to consider changing it up this year. Curious to hear more? Let's get to it. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I'm passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You're in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. Now, before we talk all things exams, if you feel like you have an awkward amount of time coming up before your upcoming break, or even just like a random class period left that you aren't sure what to do before you send your students off for a few weeks, you need to grab my free winter activities for high school science. I include one for each of the four main science content areas, and they are seasonally perfect to use either before heading off to break this December or as a fun resource to use when you return in January before diving into new content. Either way, you can grab all four for free at itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash winter. Now let's talk midterms. I've been in several different teaching situations that have required some sort of evaluation mid-year. But for the majority of my teaching experience, it needed to be specifically a midterm and a final exam, mid-year and at the end of the year, even in courses with state EOC exams, which don't even get me started on how crazy that is that we still had to do a final exam, even though our students were taking an EOC exam, but it was a requirement. And there can definitely be value and ease with just administering a traditional multiple choice based test to get you through your midterm requirement. I feel like, especially when I'm thinking about midterms versus final exams, mid-year, we just all need a break. And so I love taking advantage of being able to use a Scantron and just have all my exams graded in less than a minute. So I totally, totally get that. But there have also been times where I've just loved using the opportunity to do something different and do an alternative midterm exam with my students instead of a traditional multiple choice one. So I feel like I need to clarify that when I say alternative midterm exam, I really just mean anything other than a traditional multiple choice or multiple choice plus a handful of open response questions tests. 
And as I said, I'm not against these types of tests at all. I have used them myself many times. I actually even share mine in my TBT store for biology, anatomy, and physical science because I know how exhausting it is to come up with good, fair exams plus all of the review resources you need for them. So I am totally game for those and I get the work that goes into them. But there are also times when both my students and I could really use something different and that's where an alternative exam comes in. I think especially if you and your students are feeling incredibly burned out, you know, we're only in our second year kind of post-pandemic. Some are even calling this still our first year post-pandemic. And so we're still getting used to just being back in normal rhythms and being in school all day, all week, all year. And so you might be feeling burned out to the point that an alternative is a good idea to end your term on a positive note with your students. And none of the options I'm going to talk through today require spending days reviewing, and all of them are fun and authentic ways to assess your students' learning for the year thus far. So it might be a nice way to kind of treat you and your students if you're feeling burned out. I especially encourage trying an alternative midterm exam if you're teaching in a virtual setting in any capacity. I've personally never found a way to really prevent students from cheating when they can't be monitored during an exam in person. And so all of these opportunities I'm going to share with you don't have answer keys, so to speak. So they are great ways to assess students with integrity from afar. Okay, so I'm going to share my five favorite, and I hope that these just kind of pique your interest and get your wheels turning if you two are just looking to do something new to assess your students mid-year, just to break up the monotony or just to give all of yourselves a break from another test that you have to administer and then you have to grade. Okay, so my first idea for you is do a children's book project. This is one of my all-time favorite ways to assess students. I do it every year in biology, and I do it in anatomy as well because my students who I have for both of those are taking those about two or three years apart. And essentially, you have students select any topic you've covered thus far in the year. I recommend providing a list of choices. So I usually have about five topics that I offer my students, and I tell them that they have to pick one of those topics and make a children's book that explains the topic with words and visuals on a level that an eight-year-old can understand. So they're trying to simplify it down to an eight-year-old's level. I love this because it's a great way to challenge them to think creatively, and most students learn the topic so much better when they are required to explain it on a simple level. And you can have them do this in class for a few days leading up to your official midterm exam day. And then on the actual exam day when you're supposed to be proctoring an exam, that can be the day that your students share their work with their peers, and you do that in place of an exam. I love making these two because they're really fun to refer back to at the end of the year if you are going to do a more traditional final exam or you have an EOC. And you can assign students a topic. I often assigned topics in my honors or advanced classes. We would draw names and whatever names got drawn, you know, you had to do meiosis, you had to do photosynthesis, etc. And then in my general classes, I usually let them pick. Another thing you can do is you can pull up all of your unit exams and have them make a children's book 
for the topic of the unit that they had the lowest exam score for, for that unit test, and then their children's book grade can replace that test grade. That's another fun way you can kind of use this to give their grades a boost at the end of the year. And my version of this is free in my TPT store, so I'm going to link it in the show notes. It comes with a rubric and a checklist, and it comes with an editable like project description page that's an overview for your students, so you can tweak it for your content area and the topics you want them to cover. But again, this is so simple, and it just serves as a really, really great review for students. If you want to just have them reviewing some harder topics that may have been tricky for them before taking a break from learning for the year. My second recommendation for an alternative midterm exam is to do a teach the class project. I feel like for me, one of the purposes of a midterm exam is to assess where my students are mid-year. And a great way to do this is by requiring them to teach the class about a topic or a unit that we've covered so far. I love it too because it takes reviewing entirely off of your plate and puts the responsibility back on your students. In physical science, my students do this every year and it's the entire week leading up to our exam. We work on this project and then they present their projects and they create the review for our exam. It's so great and it gets them so prepared for the exam. And I love to do this as a group project because it helps students who aren't as comfortable in front of the classroom in the role of a teacher. So they work as a class and then they teach the class, but not everyone necessarily has to be that face of the group. So with a group project, it gives them some comfort level there to fill in different roles based on their preferences. And with any group project, I always recommend First, doing all of it in class so your students don't have the burden of trying to get together outside of class. So building class time for this, but also include some sort of peer evaluation as part of the assessment and include that in the rubric that's for all of the students so that some of the grade is a group grade, but some of the grade is also individual because this is a chance where things can kind of be revealed if someone in the group just really didn't carry their weight at all. And you can totally create your own write-up for this. If you do, I recommend really outlining the specific topics you want each group to teach, what kind of deliverables you want there to be. I have each student make a worksheet that's like a review worksheet for the class. They have to have some sort of presentation or game or something up front for, I believe, 15 minutes. And then they also have to have like an answer key and things like that to go with any of the deliverables to know to show me that they can really teach it and explain it. And then, of course, part of their grade is the presentation and the peer assessment or evaluation. So you can make your own for this. I also have one in my store, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. So that's another project I love to do with my students. That one does take more time. You need about three days for students to create their projects together in their groups, and then you need a couple of days for them to be able to present to the class. But it really is a worthwhile project, and I love doing it with my physical science students especially. Another idea that you can use for an alternative midterm exam is having your students make a mid-year review game. So if the goal of your midterm isn't necessarily to assess where your students are halfway through the year, but it's to, if it's to review content you've covered thus far in order to make sure that your students have a solid understanding before moving on to new stuff, having students make a review game that covers what you've learned so far is a great way to do that. And so essentially all you need to do is assign students to a group and assign them a topic. And then have them make any type of game to review essential information on that topic. They can make a board game, a card game, some sort of digital game. It doesn't matter. 
And then on your midterm exam day, have groups rotate in a circle and play each other's games. You can save the best ones too and pull them out around the final exam or around EOC time to review content from the first half of the year. So this is such a fun way to serve your students, but also to serve future you, which is something I'm all about doing, and utilize your students to come help you make up review. Review takes a lot of effort, so I don't think we need to carry the burden of that as teachers. Let's get our students involved in this process. Okay, so you can do a project. You can have your students make a game as a project. Another thing you can do is independent research project proposals. Okay, so one of my favorite ways to challenge and really stretch my students is by having them work on project-based learning style independent research projects. And this is something that you can stretch out over the course of an entire class, like over the whole year, or you can do it for a semester. And so if you want to have students do a project like this just over the second half of your time together, so during your spring semester, this is a great time to introduce it and do it during your alternative midterm exam time. So replace that midterm exam with this alternative. And essentially what you would do is you would explain that you are setting them up to do an independent research project throughout your final term together. And you're using the midterm exam as an opportunity for them to submit their initial plans for their research project and their proposals. And there's a lot of different ways you could do this and so many different ways you can take this. So if you want to just Google PBL, you'll find tons of information on the internet for how to do this. But if you aren't even sure where to get started, I recommend going back and giving episode 32 of the podcast a listen because I talk about how I personally have taken my own spin on PBL and use it with my students. And then if you want to see examples of the types of independent research projects I've done with my biology, anatomy, and physical science students, I'll be sure to link those in the show notes. But essentially, I like to give them a lot of choice in terms of what they research, and I like it to be something that's really an extension of what we're learning in our class, where they're going to have to synthesize and pull a lot of different things together. And then I also like it to be open-ended enough where there's really no right answer. Like you could have every student in your class do the exact same research project and end up with entirely different results. And that to me means you set it up well. So again, find more information at episode 32 or at those links that I've shared in my show notes. And last but not least, you can always do an open-ended reflective essay for your exam because you may be in a situation where your school is requiring a traditional midterm exam. You cannot do one of these projects or one of these games and let it sneak by. Like your admin is not for that. And I get that. I have totally been there. But that doesn't mean you have to do your standard 50-question multiple-choice tests unless you want to. And if you do, then go for it. You are in charge. Please do what's best for you. But if you are looking to try something different, but something that would still qualify as a test for your admin, do an open-ended reflective essay as an alternative midterm exam. Ask yourself, looking back over the semester, what's the big picture main idea I want my students to know? And just make your essay question that. And the beauty of these types of open-ended questions is that there isn't necessarily a right answer. And so this allows for the integrity of the assessment to be retained. And that's why I love to use something like this if I'm in a virtual or a hybrid setting. Because this is one of those exams you really can't cheat on. Because again, there's no right answer. Now, if you're trying to understand what I mean by you know a big picture, main idea type question, I've got some practical examples for you. Okay, so here are a few ideas of questions from some of my favorite subjects. Anatomy teachers, ask your students, 
describe three examples in detail of how the organ systems we've learned about thus far work together to maintain homeostasis throughout the entire human body. It sets them up for like a 3.5 paragraph essay. They're basically doing CER with their three examples and they this leaves it open-ended. They can literally choose anything. You can allow them to do research. You can have them do it from memory. You can have an open note. You cannot. There's so much flexibility in an open-ended question like this. Okay, here's one of my favorites for biology. Make an argument for which macromolecule is the most essential for life. Defend your claim with at least three examples of evidence backed by reasoning. And you could also change this. You can make an argument for which organelle is the most essential for life or Make an argument if decomposers or producers are the most essential to the food chain, okay? It just depends on what you've been able to cover thus far in your school year. But there's so many ways you can take a question like this. And again, it keeps it simple. It's very, very clear. An example for physical science. Describe four examples of physics in action in the real world, one from each unit we've covered thus far. Clearly describe the physics you've learned in class that explains the real world phenomenon. And you can change this number. If you've only covered three units, do three examples. If you've covered five units, do five. It's totally up to you. But again, it's totally open-ended and students can take this a ton of different directions. Now, when it comes to grading, you may be thinking, I'm not doing an open-ended reflective essay, Rebecca, because that sounds terrible to grade. Okay, here are my two suggestions for you. One, make it like a standard space assessment. You either get a five, a four, three, a two, or a one type situation. You know, you either have hit five, like you did the five things I'm looking for, four, three, two, one, or just, you know, make it simple categories. Even make it pass fail. Be like, okay, cool. You did enough to pass and you get this grade or you did enough not to pass and you get this grade. Keep it as simple as possible. I always recommend making rubrics. It'll make your life a lot easier. Now, the second thing I would say too to help yourself is do one of two things. One, either make a word limit Say, I want this in one page or less or front and back, that's it. I think oftentimes we have word limits, but we're trying to get our students to write a lot. Um, No, I'm the opposite. I want you to write less because I don't want to read five pages of fluff. I want to be able to read your essay in one minute or less. And so really encourage them to limit the amount of words they use. Another thing too that I love is have your students record an audio of them reading their essay. So have them write it then have them record an audio and send it to you. Then you can listen to these while you're cleaning up your classroom before heading off to break or, you know, while you're making copies for your things you're going to have when you come back in January. And as you're listening, then you can decide, okay, this is a pass or this is not a pass type situation. Also, you can make it something where it's like, okay, you did this well enough that you get, you know, 100. And then other than that, it could be like, you didn't do this well enough. You need to make some corrections before I'll give you that grade type thing. Just to lighten the burden of the grading. I want to make this simple for you and not harder. So don't overcomplicate it. I hope these five ideas of a children's book project, of a teach the class project, of having your students make a mid-year review game, of starting independent research projects and having them submit proposals, and of doing an open-ended reflective essay have really inspired you and encouraged you to think about alternative midterm exams and doing it differently this school year with your high school science students. If you've done something different yourself and found it to be really effective, I would love to hear about it. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes at it's not rocket science classroom.com slash episode 51. And remember, there are four free winter-themed science activities with your name on them. Just head to it's not rocket science classroom.com slash winter to download them. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to it's not rocket science classroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend.